Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. My name is Jay Shalansky and joining me today, I have two people. One raccoon, Evan Bullris. Hey, how's it going? And one man, the myth, the legend, Bushfax, John (laughs) Bushman. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? He gets to be so, a man? And a myth? Everybody has and to be animals. Legend. I thought this was just like you were the human. Everyone else had to be animals. I don't know about this anymore. And the Tiger King himself, oh, John God. Bushman. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Hold up. Curse. Uh, curse. Uh, for those of you who don't know John, you can find John on the Critical X podcast whenever they end up posting those, which isn't very often. But when they do, boy, are they worth it. And uh, also on his Bushfax analytics for, you know, I know most of you listening are probably going to be more casual, but for the competitive scene, John does all our numbers as far as like tracking win losses and and even more like that's kind of watering down what he does. But to simplify it, he he tracks all the tournament uh, data. Is that a good way to say that, John? Yeah, yeah. The ELO rankings are probably the biggest thing that people have heard about. Oh, right, right. So yeah. You, you, yeah, right. So you have a ranking system uh, for the world as far as who's ranked in Legion. And, and so you've ranked everyone but me, I guess, at this point. I guess I'm not ranked. <laughs> Get good, sucker. <laughs> but ah, that's okay. I suck at this game. It's fine. Uh, so what I wanted to do today, the reason we have John on is tournament regulations for legion for the competitive scene have changed some of these some of these affect you if you're casual too for your regular games but you know i just wanted to cover the 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 new regulations and the big one the big change uh john is mov right margin of victory yeah yeah so mov yeah 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 (laughs) so tell us about it guy (laughs) <laughs> right. So so MOV they they actually adapted um um pretty much what I came up with about a year ago as a replacement for strength of schedule. Um so as a tiebreaker, the first tiebreaker after wins losses uh used to be strength of schedule, which was 100% dependent just on how your opponents played the rest of their games. So you have zero impact over it. Right. So let's say for those of you who don't know, let's say you win your first game. Right. And now you continue to go on winning. But your opponents that you beat the first game, he just he or she just loses the rest of his games. You're now going down as far as strength of schedule is concerned. And if you get a number of opponents that all do the same thing, then you could potentially if you have a a same three and one score as someone else, even your strength of schedule was lower because of what your opponents did, not because of what you did or didn't do. Right. So it kind of, it kind of ended up being like a, a feel bad when, when you're waiting, you know, you've won three out of your four games and you're just trying to make that top eight cut. And it's a hundred percent dependent just on how your last few opponents finish their games. Um, so to fix that, uh, it's not a perfect system, but they're putting the control back in the player's hands um, with margin of victory. So now margin of victory, instead of depending on your opponents, uh, margin of victory will be you'll get a score every game. And it's uh, 
the percent of victory points that you score out of all the victory points scored in that game. So right, right. So so they gave a, a good example, right? They said if player A uh, has three victory points and player B has two, then player A's MOV is sixty percent or point six, and player B's would then be forty percent or point four. Right. So so you can go really aggressive and try and score and try and deny your opponent of all of victory points. And that would get you a score of 100% for that game. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it really changes, I think, a lot of it. I, I honestly, I don't, I, we just got this right. And, and unless we play on TTS, we really don't have any chance to like implement this new system and see how it plays. So none of us really know what it's going to be like. But I was so sick of strength of schedule that any anything, even if it may be slightly flawed, is right. just going to be better. I think. Right. Well, you feel like you have more control over your games, right? Like, uh, you know, you can have a game where it's real close, and then you can have the next three games you just landslide. You know, sometimes uh, intercept transmissions becomes like you know ten to two, uh, and that kind of win actually boosts you up. Right. Whereas uh, otherwise, you just in strength of schedule is just you win or you lost, and then you hoped all your opponents won too, and that was you didn't really have any effect over it. Right. It was just you hoped they won. Exactly. So, so this is uh, this you can depending on your playing, like you know, hey, maybe I don't let them uh, you know take the extra point because I can make my score a little bit better, or maybe I really try to go for that secret mission to like make the the difference in my favor. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, so, so John, I wanted to ask you this. Let's say uh, in the past, if we tied, let's say we both uh, got two victory points, right? Like, let's say it was um, uh, probably moisture evaporators, right, is a, is a big one where you would tie out, then it would go down to a tiebreaker. So how does, how does that work now? Let's say uh, before the change, the current system was, let's say we both got two points or four points, whatever it was, from moisture evaporators at the end of the game. Now what happens? Right. So this this change doesn't affect how how games are won or lost at all. Um, if, if you're tied on victory points, you still go to points destroyed to determine who's the winner of that game. So in a lot of those scenarios, you'll win a lot of the sabotage moisture evaporators, you'll end up four to four, like Jay said. Um, and then you will still have to determine who killed more points, who destroyed more points, and that will be the victor. Then your, your MOV will be scored since you scored four and your opponent scored four, you'll both get 50% MOV. Okay, that's pretty good. Like that's and uh, then, better than losing, so- right? Yeah. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. What does the win-loss then do for you uh, as far as the rankings, as far as the tournament goes continuing? So if we both got 50% MOV, that's the new system that's calculating how we move forward, uh, but they have a loss and I have a win, how does that calculate into the system? Uh, so they, a, a tournament win is still... A tournament win and a tournament loss is still a tournament loss. The the MOV is only only comes into play um, as a tiebreaker for tournament standings. 
So I guess that should be distinguished. It's not a not a yeah. tiebreaker for an individual game. It's only for tournament standings for end of the tournament calculations. Okay, so let me let me throw a scenario your way. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you and I, you and I play round one. Okay. Let's say let's say you win, I lose, but we tie. Right? We have fifty. We each have fifty percent, but you maybe killed ten more points worth of my guys. Okay. Okay. Y- you then go on, and you you win the next one, and then lose. Let's say let's say you lose the third one. Right. So you're two and one. And then I go on and I win and win, and now I'm two and one, and we're both two and one. How is that determined if, let's say, we have the same MOV because of that 50%? Let's say, uh, let's say, you know, uh, I I don't know how it would work, but let's let's say I got 60-60 and then you got 60 or 4. Well, I guess it would never work that way, right? Now that it I'm could. thinking about it out loud. It, okay. it could. 80 and 40. If I get 80 on a win, 40 on a loss. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we could still be tied overall um, with MOV. We could have the same average MOV. Um, and so in that scenario, FFG has a second tiebreaker, and that's they called it extended MOV. Okay. And, and for extended MOV, much like extended strength of schedule, you would take the average of all your opponents' MOVs, and that would be your score that would be your next tiebreaker. Okay. Right. So then, the, and then they have, uh, I think they still have strength of schedule in there. Yes. Right. Yes. And then they have extended strength of schedule and then they have random. Yes. So there's, there's what four, one, two, three, four. And then random is the fifth option for tiebreakers after if somehow that continually happened where, I mean, the likelihood of that, I think is pretty low, right? Like if you went through all five of those circuit breakers for the, for, for a tie and you were still tied with someone. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you it will not happen Um, (laughs) at Adepticon last year. So this, this was a huge deal all last year and, and I'd been trying to implement the system for a long time. So we did an experiment with Adepticon. Um, Adepticon was was a grand championship, so it still very much used strength of schedule to break ties. Um, but there was, I I was able to collect enough data to also um, analyze what margin of victory would have looked like. Mm, okay. So, so with that sixty-four man tournament, uh, they had four rounds. There were 15, at the end of the day, there were 15 ties. Um, no, rather, there were 47 ties in tournament points that had to be broken with strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, there were still uh, 48 ties with extended strength of schedule. Mm. And after extended strength of schedule, there were still 16 ties that had to be broken randomly Jeez. okay so 16 players had their their tournament standing randomly assigned to them under strength mm-hmm. schedule oh that feels bad it does so yeah, i did the same bad. thing i i took the same exact results with victory points and everything and um only eight so only 18 um, players were tied after margin of victory and no no players were tied after extended margin of victory. Zero. 
Okay, that's mm. good. That's real good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and I think here here's the thing. So I think a lot of you, uh, here's my controver- controversial statement of the day. So the people, my guess is the people who are going to bitch about this MOV thing are the same people who who effing shoot for blue player get the vaps and then just sit back and do nothing and make you yes. like get aggressive and come at them. And that's, who's going to complain about this because they were happy enough to just, and I think that this makes you, in my opinion, it forces you to play the game. 100%. I, that is, that is exactly. Um, and I even included that in the article that I wrote up that it's, it discourages turtling. So speaking of, uh, Today, when you're listening to this podcast simultaneously, we're going to be releasing a blog post on our website, thefifthtrooper.com, uh, that John wrote about all this as well. So you can you can uh, kind of read that while you're listening as well. So that, that was a good. But yeah, I, I think what it does. So for those of you who maybe have been a little on the fence about competitive, once all this nonsense uh, is done and we can go back out into the world, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a better opportunity to play and it'll be more fun because it's going to require people to play. No more sitting back and waiting for your opponent to do something. You're going to have to be aggressive. Yep. Or at least I engage. Like like, yeah, so like the worst part is like sometimes uh, intercept transmissions feels like uh, don't even try for it until like five or six and try to get that supermarket sweep like yeah. of uh getting like two of them for four points so you've you've kept one and then you've let the other guy get two twice but you've just spent your game shooting and killing and the other guy's been trying to actually play the objective and then he gets punished at the end for that big swing on like and loses on mov which is a strategy i suppose but it feels like every time i play that that's kind of the option <laughs> so it'd be nice to both people actually try to like fight for it yeah, and it's interesting, cause, you know, because we can't really use MOV as that term anymore, right, Evan? Because that's how much points of your unit, your unit, or your enemy unit points that you killed, right? MOV is now its own thing. It's, so it's, it's like, still the same kind of. Uh, but, yeah, that's, like, yeah. unfortunately, like, other FFG games use that term um, kind of differently, but meaning the same. Right. So it's, uh, uh, the term's going to get thrown around a lot, and everyone's going to say MOV all over the place for all sorts of different things. But uh, yeah, it's going to be MOV and Legion from now will be the margin of victory between the scoring yeah. of uh, victory points between the two right. players. Right. I I really, and I, I want to hear your guys' opinion on this too, but I firmly believe not, not going any further in the changes they made in the tournament document, but just between these two things, between the new MOV uh, a rule set and between vital assets i think that this game is going to be completely different when we all get back to it and i think it's for the better oh absolutely agree absolutely yeah well it's like it's just different okay so let's say end of the day it for whatever reason it becomes worse right for a reason it's just the wrong way to play they can just change it again right like it's not <laughs> Like yeah. there's there's not a giant stone tablet that they have to they you know <laughs> put a line through uh, strength of schedule and tap this and it'd be like this is the way it will be until we sit you know right like it's just yep. it's so what uh, we do it for a year and let's say it turns out that after we play it and we're like you know what maybe we did like strength they can just go back like it's 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 good to try a different thing 
And then we got a whole, we got a long ways to see how it goes, right? So uh, I think it hot takes will be more relevant in a year after we've had a lot of like data going through of what, what people think about it um, more mm. than just like knee jerk reactions right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, before we get to the other stuff, there is two little things that I thought were interesting. One is a lot of people have been making these comments about official legal products as if that's a new thing. Like they didn't make any, uh, the only adjustment they made to uh, legal products is the, while playing on an official FFG, FFG stream, you you cannot use substitutions of any kind for components. And that's, that's a, that's a Lucasfilm issue. Uh, but like, the legal products thing has always been there. It's just that it's up to the organization, the organizer and the head judge to decide whether they're going to be okay with like order tokens that aren't officially FFGs or acrylic aim tokens. Like that's always been a thing. It has. I mean, it's uh right. Like there's been a lot of things that are come out and said and aren't always really uh, strictly enforced. Uh, so I mean, like, in any of our streams, we'll be using, you know, whatever. Whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. honestly. So if you're on a fifth trooper stream, you can use bottle caps or whatever, as long as, yeah. like, both players agreed on it. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but uh, if you're on that, so the only time I know of an official FFG stream would be if you made, like, top at Worlds or something, and they're streaming your game. That's the only time I ever remember Maybe. seeing that, an official FF. Yeah, right. <laughs> Possibly. Right. I'm, I mean, I mean this year. I've ever yeah, seen a real year. FFG stream. Yeah. Yeah, Otherwise, this year, like uh, us or another like local group. I was gonna say, yeah, like this year, Adepticon was gonna be us, so it wasn't even a legal, official <laughs> FFG stream. So you could use whatever you wanted. It's it's just I think they're prepping for the future of doing more streaming, and which is great. Uh, and so I think you know they have to put that in here. And here's the real reason why: it's not because they're being dicks; it's because they have to answer to a boss, which is Lucasfilm. And they have very strict requirements for what FFG can and cannot put on stream. And that's why a lot of times the streams, you see certain things and you don't see other things. They can say certain things. They can't say other things. Like, it's a Lucasfilm issue. It's it's not a game issue. No, I don't think they're doing it to be, like, malicious, right? The FFG no. is not doing it to, like, hey, screw those uh, Fifth Trooper yeah. guys and their cool tokens, right? It's more of a, right. hey, this is what was they we're gonna get in trouble yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah the other interesting thing uh we'll throw back to last year's adepticon uh competitive tier tournaments all players are required to put their randomized order tokens in an opaque container or bag oh snap yeah Yeah, that's a so i had mixed feelings about that throwback yeah yeah i uh (laughs) like look man like they called it the stack if someone stacks them shuffles them stacks them and i see it and i cut it like me as a player is not going to care, but officially, yeah, you need like a bag. I actually have a, uh, I pre-ordered Animal Crossing and I got a little bell bag, which is like a little money bag for uh, Animal Crossing. So my tokens will be going into that. <laughs> money, baby. Awesome. <laughs> money bags, baby. So let's talk about the other big change. And I think this, um, this is actually affects uh, casual as well. If you're just playing on your kitchen table at home, this is going to affect you. They have created a line of sight silhouette template. Uh, this is for small base only. So any any normal mini 
uh, that that doesn't have a notch in the base. This is this template is for them. Yes, that includes R2, and yes, that includes Wookiees. It's just a consistency, and here's why. It's not so that snipers, the, the kneeling sniper or R2 or Wookiees or anybody gets an advantage or disadvantage. Do you know what this is for? It's so you can do whatever the hell you want to do with your mini, and it doesn't matter. They're opening it up to the hobbyists. So now if you want Luke to be, you know, you want to sculpt up Luke so that he's uh, the uh, the Luke from Hoth and you want to put his lightsaber differently, doesn't matter. You do whatever you want now because you're going to use this template. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it does does uh, benefit like Wookiees, right? Like uh, because, man, it sucked. <laughs> Wookiees had a tough time on the table because train was only so big sometimes and Wookiees are just so big. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, it does negatively impact like um, R two, sure. Uh, but then again, like I don't know, man. There's plenty of line of sight blocking terrain. Like just hide your dude, I guess. Uh, again, uh, I think it's cool. Um, it's the Infinity model uh, where Infinity said, "Hey, like this models because they have so many different models for the same unit. Like they have, they do like seasons and cool stuff. So you won't. There's not one defined model for Infinity. Sometimes for units, especially heroes. So they make the silhouette. So it's just easier to be like." They could be using, I don't know, whatever, and then you put down the silhouette and be like, can you see a silhouette? Can it shoot? Yes, no. It just gets rid of that, a lot of that, like, uh, messy guesswork. And honestly, nothing felt really worse than uh, playing, like, Boba Fett and someone sees the tip of his gun or Luke and someone sees the tip of his lightsaber and you take death, like, you know, death damage from that. And hmm. that always felt real bad. I've had players, so, so early on, I swapped out my Luke for a alternate sculpt Luke that had his lightsaber down, sure, but it also just looked cooler. Um, and I had I legit had players complain to me that they couldn't see the tip of my lightsaber anymore because I have a different Luke. Yeah, yeah. that's I'm I'm done with that. So it's uh <laughs> like look man, like it's yeah. The line of sight thing is cool and bad. Right? There's times when like, well I can see his foot, so I guess I'm gonna fire all like that stinks sometimes, right? It gets the game shouldn't be that fiddly. So now, if you really don't want your unit to be to be seen, you say to the other player, you put the silhouette behind him, and you say, "Hey, from your snowtroopers, can you see my silhouette when I'm moving my guy?" Right? That's a completely, absolutely acceptable thing to ask, right? Because there's yep. it, there's the silhouette set. So like, can you see the silhouette here? No, we agree they can't see it. Yep, cool. He's done moving, right? Like that's that makes it easy. Done. No more like. My my biggest gripe is like turning your guns away from enemies. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, gonna bring that up. Yeah, yeah like oh my Z six, no, he's actually gonna point at the wall because uh, he you don't want to see the tip of his. I'm like that doesn't. I always get caught in Legion because I point my gun my guns facing the enemy because this is a war game, <laughs> right? Like we're we're supposed to be shooting <laughs> at the enemy. It just gets very frustrating. So to have that just solve a lot of those issues for me, cool. I'm Gucci. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, and I mean, I think it makes it faster and easier to play the game. Like, I think MOV and this new silhouette system makes it easier to play the game. And I think I think they did it right by adding one silhouette and just saying, okay, it's just for mini, it's just for the non-notched minis, right? And this is how we're going to do it. It's this, it's this rectangle, and there's a little line of sight marker, and that's how we're doing it. And I think 
because you know i know i saw people like well they should make different ones for wookies and different ones for r2 no they shouldn't they should make one because then it gets way complicated now i got to bring 30 templates just to play this game and i mean and that was the problem with warhammer fantasy and i know 40k tried it too like dude how many friggin' templates do i have to bring just to play this stupid game like let me just play exactly uh, oh go ahead bush uh, people underestimate the value of simplicity. Uh, I've yeah. been seeing it a lot in uh, in the last in today and yesterday, uh, both with the MOV and with the silhouettes. There's a ton of value into keeping things simple. Um, it it increases your enjoyment in the game. Uh, like Jay said, you don't have to bring a hundred things just to play, um, and and with the MOV being that simple, like yeah, it's not a perfect system. But you're not having to pull out a chart and and look, you know, look across rows and columns to find what your score should be based on X and Y criteria. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. And then uh, so the other big change and I don't know if it's a big change, but the other change they made was terrain guidelines. They added terrain guidelines. I love these. These. This is exactly what all of us at these major tournaments, any of us who have helped set up, John, you included, and and Brandon and, and LJ and anyone who's set up these tournaments, that we've been doing this anyways because we knew what, you know, I think playing the game all the time, we all knew what the game needed as far as terrain and have been doing this. But now that they legitimately are placing it out there as part of the guidelines it, it's no longer an argument because like i would see people say like i think we've evan we've talked about this on our podcast before where we've been like dude you need 35 percent at a minute like of oh, terrain 25 yeah. does not do it like you need 35 percent, maybe 40 so now they're saying minimum 25 percent of the table covered in in terrain with a maximum of 35 percent. i think that's perfect yeah, that's fine, because you don't, again, like, I love a lot of terrain, but you got to think, like, you shouldn't punish someone who brings a vehicle, right? Vehicles shouldn't just never get to play because there's so much. Uh, but on the other hand, you want some open air. You want, like, objectives to be risky, right? Yeah. Uh, so you want, like, enough where there's open areas where there's, like, it's a risk to try to run by that area. Like, there's a uh, there's a lot of cool, like, thoughts and uh, speculation on how to build a good table. But, you no, know, I'm fine with that. Like, actually just laying out saying, hey... We recommend you have like these two line of sight blockers being this high, these couple being this high. And so when you're trying to build a table and you don't know what you're doing, aka me, uh, you can actually just go by the guide and try it out and be like, all right, cool. All right, like this is this seems yeah. this seems fine. So I would say real quick to that, uh, another plug for us. If you go to our blog, uh, Brad Nerfley from the Discord wrote a great article about building a table and designing a table for terrain and for all the different um, deployment zones. This was before uh, Vital Assets. But, you know, with all the deployment zones, and I think it plays nice with these guidelines as well. So definitely check that out when you're looking at building tables, which it, it looks like based on all the social media and all the, the groups that a lot of you are building tables. Because we got a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> um, you know, the other nice thing I, you know, Evan, back to your point about vehicles, they did put in here any medium or large pieces of train should be roughly uh, placed beyond range one of each other. That's great for vehicles, right? That's what that's for. Yeah, that's um, that, that used to be, that was an OG rule. Uh, yeah. And back when we were doing, man, the first Nova for Legion, uh, 
uh, <laughs> I brought out like yeah, <laughs> I brought out a bunch of like we were setting up the tables and I, I brought out a bunch of uh, range rollers and I'm like, well, it can't be closer than one because that's what the book says. And then when you realize you only had like three pieces of train anyway, uh, it didn't really matter. But uh, but yeah, that was an OG rule like can't things be closer. But yeah, like I love dense tables, but like uh, take our Jetta City board. If you build it to if you put everything on there, it gets like tanks just don't get to do anything. Uh, whereas some other boards now can can I don't know it's good. I'm kind of rambling there a little bit, but no, it's good. I like it. Yeah, and I mean I don't feel like uh, there was. I mean those are the big the, the major changes, right? Those are the big ones. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the I think the other changes were stuff like how to how to write down like I brought commander luke versus operative luke on your army list and stuff but that should be that's pretty straightforward um they did increase the round limit to 30 minutes or 30 extra minutes it's two and a half hours now oh yeah oh, gotcha so that's cool. i mean i think most of us were doing that anyways that's yeah, probably we why to, i glossed uh, how, over that one <laughs> yeah how we did we used to do um like 15 minutes before like 15 minutes set up and then 15 minutes after the last call after time call to finish the round, hmm. uh, which is kind of what they do now. They said you it's not diced down anymore to finish the round, um, though I still think a time should be put on that because it's depending on how uh, pace of play is for some players. You want to keep that relatively short so the day can keep moving, you know? Yeah, and I think, I think TOs are still going to just take their own opinion on that anyways. Yeah, yeah. I was a little nervous when I saw that. I'm like, yo, because some guys, they get... You know, if both players are have a slow pace of play and they're both cool with that, and they get to like round three and time gets called, there's just not enough time in the day <laughs> to have them do like finish the round four, right? So, uh, I think that's good that they like we'll just have to like free, you know, free think that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, overall, those are a bunch of good changes. Like I said, this is uh, this is going to be a crazy uh game once we all get back <laughs> and uh you know and all the new units uh which i guess uh, update if you haven't seen most of the units shocker shocker have been pushed back to like july uh or later and so i mean i, I think we saw that coming right with all non-essential uh being shut down pretty much everywhere in the states here uh that was something that was coming down the pike but i mean i don't know i don't know if it's good or bad it just it is what it is nothing we can do about it right they're just well, waiting for me to get back. Yeah, that's, <laughs> there you go. that's it. Uh, I mean, it's just what you're gonna do. Like, what what can you do? You know, like this is uh, uh, extenuating circumstances. Uh, you know, man, I want Cad Bane like right now. I don't want to wait for him, but <laughs> July is when I'm gonna get him. So, uh, so yeah, it's like it's just you just it's what it is. You know, like a couple. Uh, I've been looking at this kind of Fallout miniatures game, and I went to their website. And they're like, yeah, our warehouse is shut down to like maybe after May, just because they they're out in um, uh, London right now. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just we just not even going to make anything until May. It's like, oh, okay, right? Like yeah. it's everyone suffering. It's not just even though we live in our own little bubble, and it feels like it's like Legion just keeps getting hammered. Like, well, you know, GW just shut down too, right? Like the whole website, everything just down until this all kind of goes over. So everyone's suffering from this. Yeah. Everyone is suffering. 
Thanks, Evan. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Everyone what? is suffering. Everyone's uh, suffering yeah. from delays. It's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say the other thing, too, uh, that has happened just uh, as like, hey, future knowledge, um, is that a lot of uh, there's been a lot of price increase in shipping as well, uh, especially out of uh, Asia. So, like, if you want something shipped, like, the, the, the price has jumped exponentially on that stuff, which has been crazy, too. So, I would uh, I would suspect that we may see another price jump in product uh, for FFG probably in the next six months, I would guess. I believe uh, someone we knew wrote an article about that uh, a long time ago. That was me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it was due to something else and not the uh, terrible plague so- virus. Yeah, no. So I wrote that. So the the article I wrote was about the tariff increase. Yeah. And everyone was like pooping on me and like, no, that don't. It's not going to happen. You're calculating it wrong. And then when they announced all these new units with the with the new price hike, I was like, oh yeah, how's that? How's that working for you? <laughs> you just I mean, got Chelanskied. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, listen. This is it's a business, right? Like as much as. We all, it, it is a game for all of us and it's a hobby. And I know like I've, I've seen this too lately, like a lot of people uh, complaining a little bit about the price of the units. You clearly have never played another miniatures game because uh, it's actually still reasonable, even with the recent price hike. Yeah, I mean, you get, you can walk out of a store. I mean, a lot of the OG units are still like, what, 25 bucks. It's yeah. the new um, sprue ones that are like 35, but even that is like, the thing about, like, let's say you need phase twos, because phase twos are a, a point of um, concern for some people. You really, tops, you need two to three of those tops. And then to that six. point, yeah, you need six, <laughs> just run a full six. Uh, so let's say you do even buy six. Uh, it, you Like, buying six boxes of Space Marines, those are being 50 apiece, is not even enough. Like, that's, that's not even close to enough to fill out, like, full 10-man squads, because you get maybe five to ten in some of those boxes. Uh, and you generally want to run ten, of, ten, ten man squads with a heavy gun, hope that that bit came in that box, so you have to buy another model kit to take the gun out, to put it on your guy, so that's dead. Mo- like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> After even looking at uh, some of the, uh, uh, like, the bits that people look for, for to make, uh, like, there's a, a popular unit called Smash Captain, who's a, uh, uh, like, a Space Marine uh, captain with a hammer, and a shield, but Space Marine boxes, like, the captains don't generally come with a hammer and a shield, so you have to get them off other other uh, model sets, and if you don't own those, or have a friend who does, you're buying these other model sets just to take one weapon off a sprue, and that's, that's $50 or so, that's just not even... That's it, you bought it for a hammer, right? Like, yeah, it's crazy, so, like, I, uh, but, like, the model looks cool, like, I'll give you that, but, like, I get it, like, you know, I didn't want a price hike either, but it's still, uh, you're still relatively, you you know, we're doing okay still. When a box of units hits fifty bucks for like five models, I'll be upset. So, so John, I don't know if I ever asked you this. What was, uh, what did you did you do any miniature stuff before uh, Legion? Uh, I was real into X-wing for about three years. Okay. Um, and I even even play tested for quite a bit of X-wing, and just when when two hit. It was just too much for me to to want to switch 
and then Legion came out at the same time, and I I got hooked on Legion. Mm. Um, also, the games, X-wing games, like they were they were fun, and honestly, it's been a few years that I do kind of miss it. Um, they felt repetitive. I felt like I when I saw my list and my opponent's list, I knew I knew what I had to do, and then it was just up to dice, and if I could fake out my opponent. Yeah, Evan, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, uh, end of 1.0, yes. End of 1.0, before you even put any of your cards on the table, I would look in your tray, see your ships, and know exactly what you're playing. Like, I didn't even need to ask for a list. It's just, that's what it was. Um, 2.0 now, uh, it's... So to be the contrarian, I think it's quite different, um, especially with uh, the fact that people, like, crazy stuff works in 2.0 sometimes. Actually, most of the time. So people can make janky, crazy stuff, and you just don't expect it. Uh, but yeah, like the problem with X-Wing is it can feel like uh, like a bad dice roll can just kind of blow your game, and it doesn't really feel like there's ways to come back. Where in Legion, you're rolling so many dice over a longer period of time that if you have a couple bad rolls, like a couple blank outs and some core units, um, that may stink, but the dice will swing like right the bell curve of dice. Like you'll get right. that's your low time, so you're bound to get your high time, uh, and then like that can swing your way. So no, I agree. Where like sometimes it feels like one or two like clutch bad like a clutch roll for him, then a bad roll for you uh, feels real bad. Um, but I really do enjoy 2.0 right now. Um, I mean, heck, I'm playing Han and Luke, and it's a good list, <laughs> and that makes me happy that uh, uh, like named movie characters are back in X. Luke in an X-wing is back in X-wing. Uh, go figure. Uh, but no, I get, I get it though. Uh, like in a swarm, you don't joust a swarm. Swarm wants to joust you. Ace is gonna dodge you. Uh, but no, I can see where you're coming from on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's the big stuff going on with Legion right now. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Not a lot of Legion stuff going on. I guess Invader League is starting soon, right? So yes. yeah, that's uh. And that's going to have some uh, units legal, right? Uh, that yeah. aren't, aren't normally what the arc troopers, BX. Yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah, the stuff that we're not even going to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff we won't see till September. Yeah, that you can see that in Invader League. That'll be good. So I guess maybe like you know before um, we would talk about Invader League or or talk about playing on tabletop simulator and not a lot of people did well i'm assuming that you're going to want to now since you can't play real legion uh for a little while so yeah you should check out if you haven't tabletop simulator um and if you want if you've got a tournament itch and you want to play uh invader league is starting uh in a week or two signups are i think and so you know you should check it out if you want to play it's all online all around the world um i've i've played before i I have not decided if i'm doing it uh this year (laughs) what about you guys are you guys playing yeah i I am absolutely going to be playing um so long as i could line up game schedules and all that that was my issue uh the first year i did it was uh like you know like it was i can only be free this certain time the guy i'm playing works nights so we can play on like maybe a Sunday, something would come up and we couldn't play. Uh, and it was just like really hard for me to line up a game or like I got uh, matched up with some uh, some gentlemen in Australia 
and we we both just decided that it just wasn't going to work and we we more or less like he's like you nah man you just take the win i'm like nah man you just take the win i don't care like it uh it just got unfortunately like trying to line up times uh but i really like i'm thinking about it again um it was fun and depending on how long uh quarantine goes through uh it might just be the my way to get some some legion in uh in a more competitive fashion but uh i don't know i think i'm pretty excited uh Cad Bane's legal. We've got one of his cards, so I'm in, baby. That two pips, all I need to ride it out. <laughs> and his punching gauntlets, that's all we got. So uh, it's terrible to run him like that, I think, but uh, I might just do it for the lulls just to uh, uh, just to get some different cards in my CIS hand besides Grievous's and generics. Uh, but no, I'm, uh, I'm interested. So I think at least, because uh, you need a team, right? Is a team of four? It's not a team. Um, oh, this get, isn't a team. No, that's the Evan-based team league. Oh, gotcha. Uh, you'll, you'll get put in pods, I think, of five people, and mm-hmm. you'll, like, round robin within that pod. Oh, okay. All right, maybe that's even that's even easier for me then. So, yeah, I'll at least sign up. Worst case, I just can't make anything, and people get free wins off me. So, Right. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, you know, my uh, back to the scheduling thing, like m- my problem in the past has always been scheduling, right? Like I can, I'd be like, yeah, I can do this, 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 this time. And people are like, yeah, I can't, I can do Saturday at like 2am. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> you know, but now I think with, with the quarantine and everything like that, I, I think there, we, there's a better chance that someone can play at noon on a Tuesday now uh, yeah. <laughs> than, yeah, than there yeah, was yeah, yeah. before. So no, that's good. I mean, I think you'll see a, a large, probably one of the largest signups for it right now, right? Yeah, we're hoping. Yeah, that'd be great. I, uh, I, you know, just in the course of this podcast, I've changed my mind, and I think I'm going to play. I was on the fence; I wasn't going to play, but I'm going to play. Let's do this. Let's yeah, do case, this, Fifth Trooper. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, worst case, you can't make it. It's it's not like whatever, right? It's not like you yeah. paid. Uh, we went to a Depicon and uh, you go to your event and for whatever reason, like, sorry, man, you can't play. You just spent a hotel room, the ticket in, the ticket, like, ticket right. in here, right? You're only out your, like, a time or a, you know, game. You're not out, like, thousands of dollars. Right, That's right. great. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's, uh, that'll be interesting. That'll be something to do for a while. And I don't know. Other than that, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? I think I'm good. Uh, right tracks, now, it's good. What do you got, Evan? Right now, um, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, has anyone tried uh, Krabix, uh AI mode he created? Did you get a chance to try that yet, Jay? I heard about it, but I have not looked into it. I haven't tried it. I know Krabs was talking about doing a stream at some point here. Uh, I probably go check his youtube channel but no i a couple people said it was interesting i but i haven't had a chance you know it's funny because uh uh you know i brought up this fallout mentor game um i really only started looking at it because it had a single player in a co-op mode for a mentor game and then right while i was looking at that uh he dropped his ai mode for legion and i'm like oh well that's what i really want <laughs> right yeah. i want to be able to play uh, uh legion like right now especially just even on the table just like basic ai like if uh, if I don't see an enemy, I move to see enemy, then shoot kind of thing. Um, There's a really popular mod in X-Wing called um, Heroes of the Atari Cluster, where it was everybody got to be a rebel ship, and uh, Empire was all AI-controlled by, like, different... This is how you fly the ships. And there's a whole campaign people made 
uh, for it. So that's and it was all cooperative. So you actually got to play together against uh, uh, like in a like a fake opponent kind of thing. But and still in that tabletop fashion. So you still get that kind of like I prefer that than like say a video game kind of thing. Uh, so I'm interested to see how how well his uh, his AI goes and maybe uh, hopefully maybe I can give it a shot this weekend to uh to see how i what i think about it because i'm i'm in man mm-hmm. if you put the work in to make it like uh even just to get like even if it's a real basic game where you're just kind of pushing guys and throwing dice like i'm kind of in on that right now uh because after playing tts i've been jonesing for like the real thing <laughs> to play to really like religion move my models around but until then i really didn't like you can always fishbowl right where you you make the best move for each side and you try to think how it would turn out, but to have like something guide you so it feels more like a game instead of just a, uh, you know, you just kind of playing like chess by yourself would be cool. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. I, I've been, uh, I've had a lot of other things going on that I've been busy with, with building some terrain. And I, I just actually, I'm going to probably do a photo dump on our Facebook page pretty soon here. I, I built uh, an Endor table, and then I just got a bunch of terrain in from uh, LegionTerrain.com uh, for our uh, city streets uh, feed table. So that'll that I just started putting that all up and gonna take pictures, and I'll put a, a bunch of dump out on the uh, on the Facebook page of terrain images. Cool. That seems to be the thing to do in lockdown. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> look at all this cool stuff i built so maybe when i get to play it'll be cooler right I mean, if we the... ever have a northeast open we're gonna have plenty uh, of terrain oh uh, geez that's on a <laughs> blade's edge right now isn't it huh? yeah like uh as long as everything goes projected i think we'll be fine um so we just case... won't we just won't be able to publicize it until i know for sure and then no one will end up coming all right it'll be great <laughs> it'll be it'll be uh so next weekend we're doing the northeast open uh if anybody's uh you're around town and it's not you're not going to nationals uh here you go i guess uh yeah i mean so funny funny story everyone uh right when this all hit the fan i was about to announce northeast open and <laughs> Uh, so then all this hit the fan and so I didn't announce Northeast Open so uh, we'll see I don't I don't uh, 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 I'm I'm glad it happened before I announced it because we're not out anything yet Uh, so but we'll see we'll see I'll make adjustments on the fly once we learn more about this but I don't know man I don't know how long this is lasting and I I don't want to pretend like I'm smart enough to figure it out so no, we'll man, see. That's, uh, yeah, it's real life, you know, but cool. Um, we got I a hate lot of... real life. I hate it. I hate it. I'm going back into my VR uh, cube here. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ready player one in and just leave Rachel yeah. and all of us outside. Like, yeah, that's right. Hey, you, you coming out, bud? You doing okay? No. <laughs> I, uh, I sent it to our group, but for everyone <laughs> listening, I found this chair that like hooks up and like rotates and it's got like foot pedals and you Jeez. put the VR in them. I told, I told the group, it was like, yeah, I'm ready to go full ready player one right now. Just... <laughs> just drop me into Skyrim. I'll see you next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hook up an IV. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a good way to lose oh, weight, man. I guess. <laughs> don't eat, don't move. Dysatrophy, perfect. You got it. I didn't need these limbs anyways. <laughs> 
Well, cool. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Thanks, uh, John, for joining us. That was, uh, yeah. I think, that was some some good uh, overview of the new the new rules. So, thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. All right, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. One final thing. If you're wondering uh, what's going on at the Fifth Trooper, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Fifth Trooper, you can see we have a schedule pinned to the top. Um, we're going to try to we're trying to minimize uh, all the all the community uh, garbage uh, of, you know, posting 10 times a day to get our shit out there. So you could just check it out on our Facebook page and that'll be how you see our schedule for the week so check that out very cool excellent all right everybody talk to you next week everyone stay rad join us next week for another edition of the fifth trooper podcast this has been a fifth trooper production 